0: This is Ringler Radio, where you get all the latest news and information about the structured settlement industry from the experts in the know. Ringler Associates, the undisputed leader in structured settlements for more than 30 years and the only broker you need. Ringler Radio is made possible in part by the life markets that issue structured settlement annuities, including Allstate, American General Structured Settlements, Aviva, The Hartford, Liberty Life, MetLife, New York Life. John Hancock, and Prudential. Now, join Ringler Radio host, Larry Cohen.
1: Well, hello again, everyone, and welcome to Ringler Radio. I'm your host, Larry Cohen, the head of Ringler Associates, New England Operations. We're certainly glad you joined us again today, and remember, you can listen to all the Ringler Radio shows from our website, ringlerassociates.com, or on the Legal Talk Network at legaltalknetwork.com. Well, today on Ringler Radio... We're going to be talking about what lawyers can do to market themselves. We all know what's competitive out there, so we're going to take a look at what works, what seems to be a good strategy, and what's new in the area of legal marketing. But before we do that, let me introduce to you my co-host today, one of my favorite Ringler Associates from our Minneapolis office, anne Von Bank. anne has a background uh, including insurance in the legal arena, Her responsibilities as an associate include all aspects of uh, what we do uh, in this job, which is case management, designing and presenting annuity plans, working at settlement conferences and mediations, and performing the file reviews and handling all the functions related to finalizing settlements. She also provides direct assistance to casualty clients, the court and attorneys, and she does uh, all kinds of things with medical malpractice and workers' compensation, as well as liability uh, claims. In addition, she conducts seminars on the use of structured settlements, in resolving claims. Welcome to the show, Anne Marie, and uh, you know you do a lot more than I do in these instructive uh, <laughs> settlements.
2: <laughs> I don't know about that, Larry, but thanks.
1: Well, you're doing you're doing a great job out there.
2: Thanks. Well,
1: our guest on today's program uh, that Anne Marie and I will be uh, speaking to special guest is Bob Beeson. He's the owner, president, and director of sales. At a legal marketing company called MCM Services Group. Bob has been a sales and marketing professional for 27 years, and 23 years of that has been in the legal arena, predominantly with the legal publishing giant, Thompson West. Some of you may know it as West Publishing Company, 23 years in the legal arena, that's a long time. Welcome to Ringler Radio, Bob.
3: Oh, thanks for having me, Larry and Anne-Marie.
1: Bob, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and uh, what brings you into this whole arena of lawyer marketing?
3: Well, we, uh, as a company, uh, recognize that many law firms uh, have have difficulty when it comes to to marketing uh, their services to the the people in need of legal representation. And we, we, as a company, try to make marketing simple and cost-effective so that uh, uh, it can be effective not only for, for very large firms but also solo practitioners so they can really continue what they do best, and that's practicing law, not marketing, as a general rule. Uh, and and uh, By making it simple, we, we offer a turnkey marketing solution, meaning uh, we can d- develop effective media strategies. We can design and produce effective ads. We can buy and place media schedules, regardless of medium type at uh, discounted rates. We can also handle our clients' calls through our 24-7 bilingual call center. Or even manage their leads in, or intakes through a web-based intake system our company designed. Mm-hmm. So, uh, really a turnkey solution offering uh, you know, kind of a soup to nuts program for our clients. Cool,
2: Bob. There are a lot of choices out there for lawyers to market to prospective clients. And what have you found works out there? And, and more importantly, what doesn't work?
3: Well, uh, what works and what works can really kind of depend on several factors. You know, for example, law firms that are trying to brand themselves so that people remember them when they they do have a need for legal representation. Uh, It's generally more cost effective to advertise where they have their principal office, but not elsewhere. Uh, Whereas if your firm is simply trying to generate leads, it's more often cost effective to cast a wider net and advertise beyond where they have their principal office. Uh, Another example may be the use of pictures or footage of a lawyer in an ad. Uh, this is important when a law firm is trying to brand themselves, but adds very little value when our clients are simply trying to generate leads through direct response, response to advertising, advertising Excuse me, outside of their own local market.
1: Mm. You know, Bob, this whole area of advertising has grown over the years. Uh, you know, we know some lawyers do it. Some lawyers do not do it. Uh, I think some state bar associations have, you know, code of ethics that prohibit it. Some uh, allow it. And I hear that uh, you folks do media buys for some law firms that wish to do so, but tell us about the whole area of advertising with law firms. Uh, is it is it changing? Is it becoming more prevalent? What's happening?
3: Well, I think you know, many, many years ago, you know, maybe 20 years or so ago, uh, law firms never advertised, maybe beyond just putting a, an ad in, in the yellow pages. But uh, the advertising rules uh, have been relaxed. Now there's uh, many firms spending you know, a an enormous amount of money on, on advertising. but
1: At one point, wasn't it considered gauche almost to do that? To yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was
3: you know, taboo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, that's changed, and uh, there's so much competition in the market now that it's almost become a necessity for f- firms to advertise beyond just the yellow pages to uh, keep their firms profitable. Um, and uh, with, with advertising, the increase of advertising, that's brought under requirement by uh, bar associations across the country to set up uh, certain rules and, and requirements in terms of what they can do ethically and what they can't do with respect to ad content. Uh, there are some state bar associations, uh, for example in Texas and in Florida where uh, law firm advertisers are required to submit their ads to a review committee uh. Uh, to get approval before they can actually run their ads. So it, it, the landscape has changed, but it's I think there's uh more regulation that's going on, so to make sure that the ad content is right. We're not sending the marketplace the wrong messages or mm-hmm. running distasteful ads. And uh, I think it's getting better and uh, and more effective. And in some states require in their ads that uh, they they list certain disclaimers, whereas others don't require uh, that to be the case.
1: Mm-hmm. I I notice though the disclaimers on most of these ads are very very tiny at the bottom.
3: You <laughs> can hardly read them. Well, especially with TV ads, yeah, yeah sure. Absolutely, but that's you know that's no different than any other advertiser you see out there. That's that's for sure. Yeah.
2: Well, and let's let's face it, you guys. A lot of marketing, especially in the legal profession, um, now is accomplished on the internet mm-hmm. in various ways, and obviously a firm's website um, exposure through legal news articles and and even more proactive methods such as streaming media and podcasts. Bob, where do you see marketing in the legal profession headed?
3: Well, without a doubt, uh, web advertising is is certainly exploding, uh, not only for the legal market, but for any market, industry, or whoever. And done right, uh, web web advertising is very effective and uh, becoming more effective all the time as more and more people use the Internet. It's not necessarily... uh, the Holy Grail, however, and and, and really should be used to complement other traditional means of advertising such as running t- TV ads or newspaper ads. Uh, you know, web advertising is often per- perceived by some to be cheaper than traditional advertising. however, firms are finding that that's not always the case. And in fact, we've got one client that spends about two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a month just advertising on the web so well wow. you, you know you know it's
1: interesting bob it, it seems that today the big the big deal is to have your name come up on the top of the google list when something is put in that that seems to be where people are going uh tell tell me about that where where you're trying to to raise the you know the profile of a company so that if somebody puts in uh, you know tort claims they're going to they're going to see your client
3: yeah well the only uh the most effective place to be when somebody does, a, let's say, an org- organic search, it's called on Google, mm-hmm. go in and type it, do a Google search, or in Yahoo, or in Dogpile, or some of the search engines out there, uh, every law firm wants to be on page one, because uh, they know that visitors, when they're browsing the web, they're not typically going to look beyond page one. How do you get there? Well, there's two ways uh, to be on page one, and that is to be a, a sponsored link where you have to pay the... Search engine provider a fee is a significant fee to be a fee to be on a, a sponsored link, uh, or your your website has to be very rich in content and constantly refreshed with new content, uh, so the search engines can can find you when when somebody uh, is looking for you on the web.
1: You know those those um, paid sponsored links. I mean they're off to the right usually, and they're they're out of the eye in the sight of your your eye. The top of the, of the normal page on Google, I notice that tends to get the most action. Are, are you? Do you counsel clients and, as to how to, you know, get to that to that area?
3: Absolutely, yeah. as much as we can.
1: Well, one of the things we know is most lawyers are not marketing experts. Uh, what advice are you giving lawyers who are kind of illiterate in the area of marketing? Uh, how, how do you how do you help them? What, what do you what do you do for them?
3: Well, we, we always recommend that. Lawyers or law firms, you know, seek out people that do have the, the legal marketing expertise to uh, to minimize their possibility of spending you know, time or, or money on wisely. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've had countless lawyers tell me uh, that they should have called me long ago because of all the mistakes they've made, uh, attempted to handle marketing on their own. So definitely seek out an expert. Um, don't be so proud where you can't admit that maybe you don't have the expertise, but you know, reach out to somebody that does have it, and in the long run, you'll save money and a lot of,
1: a lot of time. The, that's typical in a lot of areas where people think, you know, they don't want to spend the money, they want to try to do it themselves or through, uh, you know, some substandard type service. Then it doesn't work out. They end up spending more than they ever would because then they have to hire the right guy. So Learn the hard,
3: hard way. Learn yeah. the
1: hard way, absolutely. Well, that's that's true.
2: Yeah. You know, I noticed, Bob, that on your on your website, you have a bilingual call center and you're reaching out to the Hispanic market through lawyer marketing. Can you talk about the importance of that?
3: Well, yes, uh, you know, as we know, our, our country has experienced a, you know, significant Hispanic population growth over the past several years, but very few law firms have, have targeted uh, Hispanics or under, stand out of market their service to Hispanics. And so consequently, uh, law, for, law firms who do have experience uh, and attack that market uh, have, have seen significant growth, and, and those that aren't looking at Hispanic uh, population closely are, I frankly, I think they're missing the boat. So, we we recognize that, the, that there's certainly a growing demand for marketing to, to the Hispanic community, and, and now we've, we've staffed up to uh, and have the expertise to uh, help law firms reach this market, and that, that includes our 24/7 uh, call center. Uh,
1: Bob, is it more than just simply uh, creating these ads in, in Spanish? Is it a, is it a separate uh, whole? style that you have to use or a different approach
3: uh, well, it's just understanding the, the demographics and, and uh, what what type of medium they use to, to, to reach to reach the audience that they're looking for what type of case that they might be advertising for mm-hmm. um, understanding the, the age uh, the gender uh, the geographic area of where they're trying to reach the audience and uh, trying to you know promote or, or suggest a recommended media solution is is important to get effective results.
1: Well, you know, one of the ways that people were reaching others in in the advertising arena for years was this direct mail approach. Uh, My sense is that that may be waning a bit, but maybe I'm wrong. How is the direct mail approach working?
3: And we're seeing it used less and less, but it's certainly one that shouldn't be overlooked as a good marketing solution. Um, And it definitely worked well, especially for law firms that have a, that mailing list that hits the right demographics, and, uh, and the, obviously the message and the mailing answer would be the right one, too. So if, if you're hitting the right audience and if your message is strong, there's no question that direct mail can be a very effective solution. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, how about email, Bob? Do do people get irritated if you try to market them via email? I mean, we all, our inboxes are filled with junk Mail and spam every day. Yeah,
1: some of us get, uh, you know, you get shut out because it goes into a filter or something like that.
3: No, you're absolutely right. Right, right. Uh, you know, A lot of people do get irritated when they get uh, an unwanted email, including me. So uh, we, we typically don't recommend that our clients use email uh, as a solution to generate leads, but rather uh, use email to communicate with, with clients or people they know. You
1: know, email is a, I find that I'm using email more and more and more I guess than I ever thought I would. And I know, Anne Marie, we do the same thing in our, with our clients. Our clients are communicating to us more through email. So I think that's, if you, if you, if you looked at the two direct mail versus email, somehow, I think some electronic uh, process is probably going to be the wave of the future.
3: Well, you could, could be right. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, let's talk about another issue here. And this is a little more technical in the area of marketing, the concept of pull marketing and push marketing. Um, uh, First of all, could you give us a little bit of a differentiation on those two, and then which one of those two types of techniques uh, really is the one you prefer lawyers use? Well,
3: I would say uh, a push marketing approach would be if you place a, a newspaper ad or ran a TV ad uh, where you're trying to uh, fish for, for leads, if you will, and get people to respond on more of an impulse basis when they do see the ad. Uh, Whereas maybe a poll marketing solution would be uh, you're trying to reach out to visitors on the web uh, who might be trying to search for a law firm that that can fill their uh, legal representation needs or maybe they're browsing the the yellow pages trying to find the right attorney that can represent them. That's that's more of a, a poll marketing approach.
1: So you're like reeling in a fish
3: they like reeling in a fish, yeah.
1: That's uh, nibbling out there,
3: yeah. Exactly, yeah. And, and frankly, you know, both methods are effective, uh, and we don't necessarily recommend one or the other, but rather maybe I think we think firms should employ both methods, not just just one or the other.
1: And, and do most firms, you know, do they start out with the push approach where you try to you know go out there and try to get your clients, or do you, or do you try to concentrate on looking for the for the so-called fish out there that are coming through. Well, I, how, how, does a, how does a law firm know where to start?
3: Well, that's a good question. I, I think uh, you you want to certainly make it accessible, whether it's on the web or in the yellow pages, to allow people to find you, first mm-hmm. of all, if they're looking for or shopping for a lawyer or a law firm. Um, and it's typically done uh, maybe having a, a brochure that's mailed out or, uh, having a website with, that describes your firm and the practice areas and, and the type of cases you handle uh, where people can find you on the web uh, that way. Um, whereas, you know, with, 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 with direct response type of ads, such as in newspapers or, or TVs, you're, you're, you're trying to uh, react on people's impulses. I mean, mm-hmm. they may maybe not be thinking about whether or not they have a claim or not until they, maybe they see your ad. Maybe, maybe a law firm's advertising for it, effective drug or medical device, for instance, and uh, they weren't aware that the drug they're using uh, could, could cause injuries or, or serious health effects if, if they're using it. Uh, so therefore, you're, 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 you're pushing your marketing on them, making them, you're creating an awareness uh, that they, they may not have ever thought of before, and uh, therefore, that, that type of an ad is a way to get leads that you may not otherwise be able to, to get. Yeah, Sure. Yeah.
2: Right. You know, reach, reaching the legal consumer can be tricky. And I know, Bob, you've, your firm has worked on um, or is very proficient in dealing with campaigns that reach plaintiffs or prospective plaintiffs in mass tort cases by spreading the word in such areas as
0: product liability,
2: drugs, defective drugs, malpractice. Um, how how does that work best? And can you tell us a little bit more about your call center and that type of thing?
3: Sure. Well, a lot of our clients, we, we, we We do kind of specialize in some degree in in the mass tort arena, Uh, so we therefore do a lot of drug and medical device advertising, and the firms that are typically the most successful are those that uh, begin to advertise right after a recall is announced or right after a study was released to the press where it's been reported that a specific drug or device is linked to serious side effects. And the reason for that is that the, the injury pool is typically limited. So therefore, the sooner you can begin advertising after a recall or press release, the better, uh, from a cost uh, per lead standpoint. Now, some firms will try to uh, even run ads, you know, whether it's in TV or, or they'll go so far as to create a specific web page that's drug or medical device specific. But the bottom line is, you know, the, the early bird, uh, the old expression goes, the early bird gets the worm. So. Uh, uh, therefore, you know, typically, the successful firms that are advertising for drug and device cases will will get out there right away and, and get the advertising going.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I notice. Uh, you know, I do some of this uh, work with some of the mass tort firms, and uh, those blackberries are buzzing all the time because these clients are are buzzing in through these ads that they're seeing. Um, it, it's a very effective way of, of reaching these consumers.
3: Yeah, I, uh, we haven't used uh, that methodology to deliver um, you know, a message to, a, a, a let's say, a BlackBerry or an iPod user yet. It's kind of new and on the cutting edge, but there's no question we're going to start moving into that, into that realm. But,
1: well, we know things are changing very quickly in this whole electronic era. We know no, that for sure.
3: No doubt about it.
1: Well, let's take a little short break so we can uh, hear from some of the folks that make Ringler Radio a reality. And we'll be right back after this short message.
0: This is Ringler Radio, internet radio from Ringler Associates. Quite simply, the undisputed leader in structured settlements for more than 30 years. Since 1975, Ringler Associates has provided the finest structured settlement services to injured parties and their attorneys. Experience counts. Over 130,000 cases structured ringler associates the only broker you need listen to all the ringler radio shows just go to RinglerAssociates.com and click on ringler radio and choose a topic ringler radio is made possible in part by the life markets that issue structured settlement annuities including all state american general structured settlements aviva the hartford liberty life metlife new york life john hancock and prudential We invite you to listen to our other shows on the Legal Talk Network and become a member. It's free at www.legaltalknetwork.com. Did you know that Legal Talk Network shows are also available as CLE, including Ringler Radio? Visit Law.com's CLE Center at www.clecenter.com. That's clecenter.com to enjoy listening and get CLE credit.
1: Welcome back to Ringler Radio. I'm Larry Cohen, your host, and I'd like to welcome back two very important people. One is my co-host, Anne-Marie von Bank, from our Ringler Minneapolis office, and uh, our special guest, Bob Beeson, who has several uh, job titles with the MCM Services Group, but I noticed, Bob, one of them is owner, and for me, that's the most important one. (laughs) Thank you, Larry. Well, we're talking about marketing for lawyers here, and uh, you know, Bob, One of the things that's important in any arena is tracking and measuring success. So, how do you track and measure the success of your company's marketing campaigns?
3: Well, that's a great question, Larry. Really, we kind of try to do it in several ways. Uh, One way is uh, a unique way that kind of sets ourselves apart from most advertisers is uh, we have a web-based intake system uh, that allows us to track, you know, how many leads our clients are generating from their ads. whether they be from the web or through traditional advertising, as well as uh, see what percentage of the leads appear to be viable cases. So when we're consulting with other new prospects uh, uh, that are considering do, doing campaigns, we can pretty much tell our clients, uh, based on their budget, uh, we can tell them how many leads they, they can expect to receive based on, on their budget, what medium works the best. Uh, we, we use, for example, uh, over a 1,000 different toll-free phone numbers. Mm-hmm. So we can track which medium works the best or is most effective. And for TV, for instance, we can determine which networks or programming is most effective. And uh, we also try to deploy other you know, tracking methodologies for, for other mediums. So a number of ways we, we track, and, and it's vital that we do that uh, to keep our cost per leads down uh, for our clients and, and to give good recommendations on, on media buys. and Come up with good media strategies.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, like, like any business, you're not the only business in that business. Uh, I would assume that your, your success rate is the, really the measure by which you're hired. Uh, you know, people are looking at several companies to go with on the marketing campaign side. What makes them pick you? Or is your success rate such that uh, you stand out in that, in that field?
3: well we number one we're we specialize in just the, the legal market mm-hmm. uh so we we know what the needs are as a general rule for our, for our clients uh, unlike other advertising companies that maybe advertise for uh, retail companies and so forth uh, so uh, that's number one uh, is our, our knowledge of the legal market and mm-hmm. what it, what it takes to generate leads uh two is uh most advertising companies Maybe specialize in just one medium. Maybe they're just a TV advertising company. Mm -hmm. We try to be, you know, across the board from whether it's TV ads, newspaper ads, billboard ads, radio spots, internet ads, etc. We try to be all encompassing, and uh, can therefore end up recommending which medium might be the best approach to take, depending on the type of case that our clients are are going after. Mm -hmm.
2: Good. You know, it's it's expensive though, Bob, to buy print ads and. Radio time and TV commercials, and web ads, all, all this type of stuff we're talking about. So what do you recommend to lawyers who don't have that kind of a marketing budget?
3: Well, once we understand what kind of budget they have to work with we, we uh, and what type of cases our clients are interested in trying to uh, go after, uh, we, we can typically try to uh, recommend you know, which medium is going to work best, how many leads they might expect to get based on their budget, uh, how long they should advertise, what kind of frequ- frequency they should have in their, their advertising. and We're always trying to do everything we can to allow our clients to get the most bang for their buck with their advertising dollar. Uh, we always want to try to make it worth their investment or, or expense when they when they consider doing advertising. So, and, we, and we can try to tailor our advertising based on almost any budget. We have some clients that spend as little as $2,000, and we have others that spend you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. So...
1: If somebody wanted to be, a, let's say, you, you consider them a large advertiser, what would be an annual budget for something like that? And I know it's not an easy question.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I, I think uh, if some firms spend maybe up to $20 million. That would be certainly on the very, very high end. Right. Uh, I would say your average firm might spend uh, $100,000 a year. I got gotcha. you. Um, yeah. So
1: you'd have to have some pretty good uh, results coming out of that. Again, it's back to this measuring device. Uh, you'd have to have some pretty good results for you to say, "I want to, I want to expend a hundred thousand or a million to make this thing work." Obviously, it's working because people are spending the money.
3: Well, it is. There's no question it, it is working, and, and uh, oftentimes it, it can take you know, several, several months or even years before people will see the fruits of their labor or, or wallet. Uh, yeah, especially with uh, the branding type of uh, advertising. If you're, let's say, advertising uh, in your, your own local market, it takes a while for firms to recognize who you are and what your expertise is. and It may be several months before they actually have a need and pick up the phone and, and call the firm.
1: Well, you know, that brings me to another area that I've always wondered about, and that is when you're setting up an advertising campaign, how important is a lawyer's own personal style uh... how does that mesh with your with your ad campaign approach i mean some lawyers are very conservative button-down pinstripe guys and others are you know more the leisure suit come and get it kinda guy when you when you pr- propose that ad campaign are you looking at their style when you're doing it or are you giving them more of an over overview kind of approach
3: well we we certainly first of all we listen uh, We try to find out what kind of style they do have or would prefer we we try to do everything we can to recommend uh, what we think will be most effective when it comes to advertising, which may uh, conflict with their style uh-huh. uh, but in the in the long run, we always kind of adopted the philosophy here at m c m that you know the customer's always right we and we, you know, we uh, although we do try to guide and suggest we don 't always <laughs> place the type of advertising that we we think would be the right form of advertising uh, just to appease the client but
1: um, so you know what works, and you're trying. You're, you're going to try to sell the client essentially on on this is what works, even though the style may may conflict. Yeah, may conflict a bit.
3: Right. Exactly.
1: Well, that's your that's the challenge you've got, I guess. What about what about lawyers who uh, you know they want to market their firm, they they want to do all those web you know kinds of advertising uh, elements you mentioned, but they're they're not technologically savvy at all. They're they're a small firm. They, you know, the, turning on the computer is a big deal. How, how did how do you teach these guys what to do? How, how do you get to those guys?
3: We, we we certainly do everything we can to educate them, uh, showing examples of what different web solutions might work. For example, what are available, uh, what are their benefits or shortcomings, you know, what do these options cost. So it's it's an educational process uh, that uh, we've, we've found to be very successful uh, to get people. Uh, into the 20th, 21st century, if you will, uh, to make their marketing more effective on the web.
1: You know, it's interesting. Uh, I think today any lawyers who are listening to this program are are either trying to assess in their own minds the advertising that they're doing and thinking about whether they need to do something different. Uh, What if somebody wanted to reach you and they wanted more information to try to get a feel for what you could do for them? How would they reach you?
3: Well, they can certainly go to our website just to get acquainted with who we are and what we do. Uh, Our website address, Larry, is www.mcmservicesgroup.com, or uh, anybody can certainly call me uh, at 888-507-6262, or uh, email me at rbeeson, that's B as in boy, E-E, S is in Sam, O oh, and as in Nancy at mcmservicesgroup.com.
1: Well, that's good. I think uh, you're going to be getting some uh, some emails. <laughs> Hopefully you can you can open them. They won't be spammed out. <laughs> hey, Amory, Emery, again, uh, thank you. How can people reach you, Amory?
2: Oh, it's the same way. You can go to the website mm-hmm. Um, or I'm available at 800-332-3401 and you can access any of our associates
1: uh, through our website also. Well, that's that's absolutely true. And uh, I wanted to also reiterate that myself. Uh, anyone that wants to reach a Ringler Associate all over the country, uh, in every city, uh, you can do that through RinglerAssociates.com. Certainly, we want to encourage you to listen to these programs because uh, there's a lot of good information on them, and we, we catalog all those programs on RinglerAssociates.com website so You'll be able to see what's out there. Really, any subject that you can think of, I think we've already done a show on. (laughs) And, uh, Anne-Marie, you've been our host here, co-host with me for a couple of different shows, and uh, I really enjoyed having you, and I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. And, Bob, uh, thank you again. I think it's been uh, terrific what you've uh, presented here for us. And I think uh, a lot of people are going to be interested, a lot of lawyers anyway, are going to be interested in how to really improve uh, their productivity through uh, the advertising medium.
3: Uh, The pleasure is mine, Larry and Marie. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks, Larry.
1: That'll do it for this edition of Ringler Radio. And uh, once again, go out, make it a great day, and let's all be successful and healthy. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks for listening to Ringler Radio. Ringler Associates' experience counts. Since 1975, Ringler Associates has provided the finest structured settlement services to injured parties and their attorneys. Ring the Radio is made possible in part by the life markets that issue structured settlement annuities, including Allstate, American General Structured Settlements, Aviva, The Hartford, Liberty Life, MetLife, New York Life, John Hancock, and Prudential. Ring the Radio is produced by broadcast professionals at the Legal Talk Network.